how many commandments, because they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? How many commandments did the Jews need to follow? You know, we often think of the ten, but it was more than that. The Jews had received from the Lord 615 commandments. So when they asked the Lord, which is the greatest, which, which are the, which, you know, what is the one commandment that sums everything up? They're not just asking about, you know, one of the ten. They're really asking for a, kind of a summation of all of these other commandments that they're following because they themselves would divide the 615 in sort of greater and lesser commandments. So there was a yeah, little bit of debate about it. But they're testing him because they want to see what he knows. And of course, we know his answer. This is one of the, the most common. This, this is even one of those Bible verses Catholics know, you know, that, that they actually have it memorized. Um, thank you. Yeah, I thought that was funny, too. Most, most of us don't memorize Bible verses. So you shall love the Lord with your entire being, you know, and then your neighbor as yourself. Okay. But what does that mean? What does it mean to love God? First of all, what does it mean to love? You know, if you look it up, love, the word, you find that, you know, the definition of love is a noun, is a verb, is an adjective, it's a feeling, it's an action, it's all kinds of things. And if you listen to popular music, and if you grew up singing love songs like I did, as I mentioned before, my mother forced me to sing Barry Manilow songs when I was young. I'd always try to get to Elvis, but still, you're still stuck in the same concept of love, you know. Love, over and over in our culture, kind of means a lot of different things. And in fact, I think if we were to even to, to sort of talk about it amongst ourselves, it, it'd be difficult. Is it, is it a feeling? Is it, a, is it an action? Is it a state of mind? Well, how does Jesus speak of it? He speaks of it as an action. He speaks of it as a verb. To love, the infinitive, right? To love. We are to love God. We are to love ourselves and our neighbor. Not merely have, you know, loving feelings, which is most of what those love songs are about, right? Not merely just having loving feelings, but act lovingly toward God and to act lovingly toward ourselves and toward one another. Think of it this way. Um, Bill and Gloria. Gloria, how long have you been married? I won't ask this of Bill. 39 years. Wow. How, how old were you when you met? You were, wait, you probably shouldn't tell me that. Well, when did, you, when did you know you were in love? In love. <laughs> How old were you? Well, I mean, I know you're only 45 now, but when, so you were like 10. <laughs> it, was, it was a long time ago, right? But the love you had when you first fell in love, and you know, I mean, I was in love when I was 17, at least nine times, you know. <laughs> 
The kind, of, the kind of love we have when we're young, though, is different, isn't it, than the kind of love you have now. It, we would speak of love in a, in a more mature fashion, I think, after a couple has been together for, for a long time. Because, you know, when you first fall in love, you're in love. <laughs> you're in love, right? And you have all those emotions, all those feelings toward the other. It's not hard to feel that, you know, that attraction. And it's not merely just sexual. It's, it's, there's this attraction, you know. And it's, it's intoxicating, really. But then you get married, and perhaps it doesn't last. I'm not saying it doesn't last for you. Maybe it does. But generally speaking to couples who have been together for a long time, who've been able to, to do that, they'll speak of love differently. They'll speak of love as sacrifice. They'll speak of love as commitment. They'll speak of love as sticking it through, you know, through the hard times. To, to maintain a relationship for that long takes more than just feeling good about the other person or feeling loving about the other person. It takes action, right? It takes committed action of putting the other person first, even when you would like to be first, even when you've had to put them first for the whole month. You know they're going through a difficult time, so you, you continue to put them first. You carry them for a while because you know that they'll probably also carry you at another time. Love takes on a different character and a different nature. I think we all know this. There's a, there's a lot of gray hair out there. You could probably teach me about this. There's a lot of no hair out there too, by the way. <laughs> you can see it coming off the lights. <laughs> So when, when the Lord speaks of love, he speaks of it this way. You know? When he speaks of his own act of love, he speaks of it that way. The cross. He speaks of it as sacrifice. He speaks of it as giving up his life. So then when he says to us, so if we're to, to reflect, what does it mean for us to love God with our mind, our heart, our soul, with our entire being? It means to be committed in our action, even when things are not going our way, even when we feel like our faith is weak, even when we don't feel that love for God, we stay committed because that's what love does. Love sticks it out through those difficult times when we're being you know, persecuted, when we're, when we're being martyred, when we're doing great. Of course, it's always easier then. But oftentimes, people will kind of run away from God when they're doing well. It's a really interesting phenomenon. When people start to do really well, all of a sudden, they, they, they tend to, to fall away. And then when they're not doing so well, they tend to come back. What we're really looking for, though, of course, in any kind of committed relationship, and that is what we ought to have with God, is we're looking for that consistency through thick and thin. This is what the Lord is after. So if you, know, if you look at your faith life and you say, well, I don't always feel like it. I don't always, like feel, I don't always feel like going to Mass. Do you think I do? Well, a priest isn't supposed to say that. Well, do you always like taking care of your kids? No. You, know, you don't always like everything about all the time, but sometimes you do. But then you say, well, but... Does that mean you don't love them? Well, no, of course not. We don't, but if we live by our affectation or emotion, you know, 
I mean, I wouldn't be here probably at least half the time. Well, not that much. I mean, I like it, you know, I love to say mass, but I don't always feel like it. And I think we should be honest about that. We don't always feel connected to God. We don't always feel loving, you know, emotions toward God. It kind of comes and goes. But that's not love, really. That's not the deep love that God is after. The deep love that God is after is, is the kind of love that says, you know, I don't feel like it, but I'm going anyway. I don't, I don't feel like giving my best as a priest, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to stick it out because I love, because I remember what's most important. And then I act as though that's actually true. The last point is this I'd like to say about the, you know, the second commandment, loving our neighbor as ourself. Oftentimes, people will excuse their behavior toward others because they treat themselves in the same manner. In other words, sometimes people will be hard on others and they'll justify it by being hard on themselves. Sometimes they're impatient with others because they're impatient with themselves. So when the Lord says, you know, love our neighbor as ourself, he truly means that we ought to love ourselves first. And that's such a, isn't that kind of a curious thing? Do you love, I mean, just ask that to you, do I love myself? I do. I do, actually. I mean, for a lot of my, a lot of years, though, I didn't. But now I do. I'm not sure, well, I, I got an idea. But it's still a strange thing to ask, right? Do I love myself? And, you know, there's one of those this is one of those sort of universal truths that a lot of people feel. Uh, hence, it's universal. Which is, there's a whole lot of people who don't feel like they're, they're worth anything. They don't feel like they're worthy of love. They don't feel like they're worthy of goodness. And it's, it's such a lie to live in that state. Because there's no way we can fulfill the second commandment if we believe that. There's no way we can love, truly love ourselves and then love other people if we don't see someone in ourselves worth loving, as God does. Right? And from the very beginning, God looks at us and calls us good and loves us, even loves us before we exist, because he knows us even before that. And so we have this struggle, I think, sometimes loving ourselves, really recognizing how good we are. And I'm not just saying that as sort of some sort of exercise in trying to, to make you feel good. I think I've, I've stated pretty clearly that it's not just about feeling. It's about objective reality. You are good because of where you come from. You come from God. And therefore, you are all, all of us, are very good and worthy of love, worthy of our own love. And once we can start to, to see that, we can, once we start to see the, the goodness that we are and the goodness we have to give, then we can start to really love our neighbor. Because then we're giving something away that's good. But if we don't think very much of ourselves, why would we want to give away love that we don't have internally? So it starts here. It starts with recognizing our goodness 
The fact that even some of you crotchety old men are lovable. It's true. It's true. It's really true. All of us. It's easy to look at the ladies and say you're lovable. I mean, that's easy. You should see some of these guys staring at me. <laughs> but also, every single one of us is good and lovable, and we have something wonderful and great to give to each other. And that's what this second commandment is about. Please stand.